Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night, and you know what that means. Another exciting installment of net presents the Roundtable Person Podcast. NXT review with your boy throwback and that guy in the chair, Shane Husky. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today? Guys. What? What's good, man? How you I'm doing? gonna say something I, I wasn't expecting say. to even be here. Well, I'm gonna say something that I don't normally say. What? Ain't she a beaut? I mean, come on. I mean, <clears throat> this thing is such NXT so was a beautiful show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're not gonna get into this. <laughs> I wasn't to this, myself. This debacker, <laughs> just debauchery that this young man throwback is throwing in my face today. Oh, I have the big red next to me too. The, he took big red. I took the. I have the. <laughs> I have the Hell universal no. red um, championship. That's part of a memorial that I was going to build for my mom, but it, it's too heavy. So wait, something don't feel right. I'm normally on the bottom. Okay. Yeah, there, we go. there we go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, See, that's, that's easily fixed right there, isn't it? <laughs> um. So. Throwback is holding the championship belt. That means nothing to me. Because the champion is afraid. 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 Anyway, let's get into this, man. Because look, NXT. I mean, how can I describe NXT? Usually it's a dumpster fire on top of a shitstorm. On top of another dumpster fire, but tonight, I gotta admit, man, tonight was was popping. I only catched an hour of it, and yeah, Dude, it was really good. You don't know what you missed, Shane. Dude, look, 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 look. Let's get into it right, right from the start. Right from the start, the men's Dusty Classic semifinal round. Semifinals, man. The Cree brothers versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. Grizzled Young Veterans. And look. Throwback. I don't know what you thought about this, but uh, right from the start, during the Grizzled Young Veterans intro, the Creed Brothers were not having that shit. It was Mm-mm. straight, straight fire. It was like, it was like watching the AEW show. Wow! Yeah, excitement right from the beginning, Shane. You don't know. You don't understand. What? Right from the beginning. Are you trying to make me a regular it, on this show? It, and on top of that, it's a stark contrast considering how Raw started up this week. So, I mean, oh, yeah. um, it, it, it's a feeling great when they do this and especially how quick it went and then just how brutal the match was physically. I I, I was listening to uh, Turnbuckle talk on the way home from work today and I said to uh, send in a message that it's kind of like that whole thing from Raw was kind of like uh, who's smarter than a fifth grader, except none of them were fifth graders. <laughs> exactly, and they sure as hell weren't smart. But with I mean, this, no. it was just brilliant. The way just to get these guys going, get it straight out the bat and get it out of a freaking cannon. It was an awesome match. Look, I gotta say, I gotta watch the way the they came out the gate. They came out the gate and it was just like boom, 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 boom. One of the very best matches I've seen the Creed Brothers wrestle, and the Creed Brothers are green as goose shit. But for them to have such a great match against the Grizzled Young Veterans and the, the, the you know, the GYV, as I like to call them. Um, if you hang Zach Gibson's shoes off. Put on a great match. James Drake, Zach Gibson, by far the best tag team in NXT right now. Um, but the Creed Brothers. Creed Brothers remind me of a young Steiner Brothers gimmick. 
Like they came out of the box um, ready and, you know, Brutus hitting those big suplexes. And the thing that really got me was, uh, so I don't know if it was Brutus was in the ring, but Drake was the, I mean, his brother, the other one, Drake, right? Yeah. Drake was, Drake was the legal man. He stopped him from hitting, 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 um, um, Gibson. Now here's my thing though. Here's the thing, Oscar in the chat. It doesn't matter. Like like the ref, the, like the the Cree brothers obviously won the match, but yeah. it doesn't matter because the the announcers the announcers were like, hey, hey, uh, uh, if 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 you know that was really smart of of him to do that because if he would have hit Gibson, they would have got disqualified. Why? It, it doesn't make sense because of the fact that you know they I mean, they already had it set up for the Cree to win anyway. Yeah, so. Saying, like, uh, whose music is playing? <laughs> that was weird. No, it's mm. not me. No, Shane, my phone's sure off. You? I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's weird. Ghost. Shout out to our boy Oscar here. Oscar. Oscar. He says, hey, fellas. When you're going to let me get in on this? Oscar, whenever you want to, brother. I mean, the door is always open for you, my man. You know, I'd love to have you on and uh, have you shoot the SHI with us. The big T at the end. Um. But yeah, so what do you think about this match, um, throwback? What, what, what were your thoughts about the Cree brothers advancing they to the are finals? Freaking awesome! I'm ecstatic. Uh, for one thing, if you remember a couple weeks back, I called this. I called this as a final. And, you actually and, did. And yeah. this is what me gloating around. Hell, if if I had enough space <laughs> and you could see it, I'd be running around laps like I did when I called Otis winning money in the bank and I called it on the Fightful chat when I was on that and I got chastised for that. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> I literally, so with this, I, I honestly say this match next week is going to be a turning point for the NXT tag team division. I think MSK is going to repeat, but I think... We already see what the Creed brothers can do. This is going to give you more glimpses of what length they'll go to it. And this is going to set up another feud where it's going to extend periodically after Imperium's uh, defensive titles. We're going to end up having a triple threat match at me around mania time for stand and deliver for those NXT tag titles. Yeah. Well, I, I totally love the fact that you did say this like, for like a month ago, I believe. Um, yeah, go ahead and get your run on, buddy. <laughs> uh, he, he did he did predict this. That's really great. Um, but here's the thing: Diamond Mine, bro. Diamond Mine are like like getting over. Um, I think the Diamond Mines get over for two reasons. One, Bivens. <laughs> Bivens yeah. if, ladies and gentlemen, if you not follow Bivens on Twitter, you are missing out so much. That guy is the funniest dude. He is funnier than than Paul Heyman on Twitter. And if you know, you know. If you don't know, then go find out. Um, hmm. and, and, and and the second thing is Ivy Nile. Because <laughs> that chick is just badass, dude. Um, she's not great. She's not that great wrestler, but just her presence is so badass. Um, Oscar, I would let you do the Dynamite show, but we do have um, Phil Lindsay filling in this week. It's myself, uh, Phil Lindsay from Grapsody. Shane Husky there and our boy Chemical Julian. But Friday, Friday, I'd love to have you on Friday for the uh, Dynamite Friday. for the Rampage and the SmackDown show. So let me know, brother. Uh, unless Oscar, unless you want to team up with Throwback on Tuesday nights. I mean, he's still looking for a permanent host to host with him 
on this here show. Hey, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, hell, even get the boys from Grapsity on here. That'd be fun. Like mm-hmm. literally just having different people. Hell, I I if if things were in a perfect world, I'd have like um, all these amazing people that we know of that are part of it, you know, come through, you know, like Drew's come through. I would like to have Anik and JMT on here, but he works nights. So, I mean, there's so many great people. It, it, hell, I wouldn't mind having Kate on here for a shot if she wasn't doing stuff over at the Fightful uh, review. So, I mean, one day, big dreams, small one starts. Day. Man, that's crazy. Um. So honestly, man, let's 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 get into the second match. So I mean, so after the match, you know, they go backstage and they talk, talk about Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez, and I call this, I totally call this. Um, after the big after their match last week, um, gosh, they were going to shake hands and they were going to team up and all this other cool stuff. Like I called it, and honestly, I'm a little upset that I called it because it was kind of a stupid thing. I mean, it was it was kind of stupid to be honest with you. Um, Oscar says he's in on Friday. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Oscar's in on Friday. Okay, cool. So we get to to the backstage in you know the backstage interview, and Cora Jade is talking to McKenzie, and they're talking about this thing, blah 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 blah, and all of a sudden, Valentina and uh, what is it, Ulyssa, Ulyssa Leon, they show up and they're speaking Spanish. All it turned out and, tell, and turns into Telemundo. Exactly. They said they start going off in Spanish, and Core J is like, yo, I don't know what the hell they're saying. And then, of course, that brings in Gonzalez, who interrupts, and she basically cuts a cuts another promo in Spanish. And I'm like, okay, that's great. You guys are cutting into Spanish. If this was the WWE Espanol network, that would have been great because we would have totally <laughs> understood it. But no one understood what the fuck was going on. And then she looks over, and as they walk away, she goes, and only I can call you that. And Cora J and, and Mackenzie Mitchell were like, um, what? What? Yeah. You know, this this NXT show was promo promo heavy, but the matches that they had, pretty good. So we get to my favorite match of the night. Well, one of my favorite. I wasn't my favorite match of the night, but my favorite person of the night, Wendy Chu. Give Wendy me Chu. more Chu. Yes, I love Wendy Chu. You know, Wendy people Chu? talk shit about her. They bad mouth her. You know, and it is what it is, but I love Wendy Chu. It's just the gimmick is so look, Karen Karen Q is an amazing worker. We all know that. But the gimmick Wendy Chu is so freaking over, man. Um, Tiffany Stratton, though, God, look. I didn't get her gimmick. I mean, I got her gimmick. She's Cher from Clueless. I get it. But She's actually really fucking good if you if you give her an opportunity. Yeah, in the ring, she's really good, decent. She's really good. Like that whole that, spring, that springboard that finisher. Yeah, yeah, the springboard to the like she Corkscrew. did the round off flip flop flip flop, and then she corkscrewed into a splash. Um, pretty good. But this match started over Daddy's credit card. <laughs> uh, hey, Poppy. Right. Hey, Poppy. That- and I'm not talking about David Ortiz, Hall of Famer David Ortiz. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Um. Anyway, the point I'm making is the match was pretty good. Like it was really good. Um, that's like I said, that springboard corkscrew splash from the second rope for the win. Oh. Money. 
Money, 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 money. I know, Wendy, but I'm gonna tell you, even though Wendy Chu lost a match, she's the most over. Mm-hmm. Wendy Chu is so over, bro. It's is that the one that has a pillow and everything? Yes, dude. Okay. Her, her, her elbow, she drops the elbow, she does the whole like she's oh, going to sleep. That's pretty cool. Love that's it. Funny. Right. Love it. You imagine her the finish if she had changed adopts the finisher, put the GTS in there and just literally has the pillow <laughs> right there, too. Right? Yeah. I swear to God, see about this is not a shoot. <laughs> that that should be her finisher right there to go to sleep. She hits him, boom. Listen, change, legitimately. change the change the freaking name of it to pillow talk. Pillow talk. Wow. Wow. That sounds like a that, you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like it's WWE, dude. Yeah, that's some shit you'll see on the Spice Network or something like that. It's, it, like, it's WWE, though. You know they'll the pull that out. Just see it now. <clears throat> I mean, see think it right about now. it. This, welcome, Trish. Wendy Chu, <laughs> on the top rope. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. She's about to hit pillow talk. <laughs> Can you imagine that, bro? Can you imagine? Um, Vic Joseph saying it like that, or Wade Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Parallel right. talk. I mean, Parallel we are talking talk. about the company that had Trish's Stratus's finisher called the Stratisfaction. Stratisfaction. Hey, I that was Stratisfaction. over. I demand Stratisfaction. Hundred percent Stratisfaction. Hundred percent Stratisfaction. Um, so then we go back to footage of Draco Anthony being approached by Joe Gacy and Harlan. I just, I can't stand Harlan. Harlan, yeah, you know, um, the boys of Grapsity made a point that I mean, they point out that Harlan is just a broken, he's a cheaper version of, of Kevin Kelly nails. <laughs> like, 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 dude, I don't know. I just, you know, first he was the the second coming of Brock Lesnar, you know, and he came he was the eater of all God. worlds or something yeah. like that. No, he was the destroyer of gods. Yeah, the destroyer of gods. He like, gave like, himself that. You don't give yourself a nickname, first and foremost, in any no. fact of life. You really don't. Just, oh, yeah, I'm the destroyer of gods. I'm the pimp of all players. And, you know, I'm the da- daddy Mac of the Mac Daddy. It's like, you don't give yourself a nickname, stupid. But apparently, <laughs> um, Joe Gacy uh, approached approached him. and, and He said, and Bear? Hey man, don't you know you shouldn't beat yourself up about losing. It's okay. And you know what? If you need to talk about it, we're here to listen. So, in my opinion, Joe Gacy's gimmick right now is he's that creepy, creepy like televangelist. I was just gonna say that he reminds me of that those freaking six o'clock in the morning church kind of thing. Like Jimmy so, Tammy if anybody Fred goes Baker. to. By the way, <laughs> like, this is no, not an opinion that speaks really from body slam on it. So basically, what you're saying, ladies and gentlemen, these are his Robux opinions and his opinions only. They do not reflect no. his time done <laughs> Hi, Drew, by the way. He freaking popped in and he says, People you know giving themselves nicknames are so uncool. Yeah. People who give themselves nicknames are so uncool. Big yeah. money, Drew. You didn't join <laughs> the right team, Drew. Oh boy, man! Who gives himself nicknames? <laughs> who does that? Hey, uh-huh. hey! Shout out to Drew though. Drew's a good dude. He just chose Drew's great. Team. Sorry. Um. Anyway, so so we go to the we go to the next match, and um. Well, before we go to the next match, Pete Dunn. Oh my God. The Pete finger Dunn, breaker. I, I just gotta say, dude, I ain't afraid of nobody. I'll fight anyone, any place, anytime, anywhere. You want to fight Pete Dunn? I would think twice about fighting Pete Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because. Sometimes when a man 
is 12 eggs short of a dozen. That, that's that's pretty bad. And um, Pete Dunn comes running out to the ring, and he's carrying that cricket bat again. The cricket so, bat. Is that, Pete, like, the actual weapon right now? Well, well that, yeah. Let, let, For let, him let, primarily, yeah. Let's let it all play out because it gets worse. Um, <laughs> so, so um, before we keep playing it out, what's up with these Brits and having a weapon in the ring right now? Right? Uh, right? Look, you got Kaylee Ray with a freaking bat. <laughs> just because things did at first, they think it's cool. Hey, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I think but, it's the only one who's carrying the weapon. You're talking, about, you're talking about someone having a weapon. Uh, so Pete Dunn. Basically, Pete Dunn defeats he 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 defeats um, Draco Draco. Um, Draco Anthony or whatever his name is yeah Draco Anthony um, Draco. relatively quickly, um, but it was it was a pretty decent match. Draco Anthony he's still green behind the gills and he really needs to start paying attention. Oh yeah, we'll talk about Braun Breaker too, um, but you know he's still a little green behind the gills and the it was it was a pretty decent match. Um, but Joe Gacy and Harlan were once again standing there watching, wasting their time. Um, like this. And out of nowhere, Tony D'Angelo comes with a crowbar. Tony D'Angelo. A wild swing he misses. Um, <laughs> so what's crazy is he swung the crowbar and Pete Dunn ducked the crowbar, slid back in the ring, hits the bitter end on Draco for the win. Right, so that right there was kind of a waste of time. He should have just did something at the end of the match, in my opinion. So Pete Dunn won the match, but Pete Dunn went all crazy and just went in the ring and start grabbing tools and just grabbing all kinds of crazy shit, just grabbing everything, and he throws the toolbox in the ring. Yep. Oh no, chairs, toolboxes. ECW man. So he does something that I found really cool. He basically made up a new cage match. Weaponized. A weaponized cage match. match. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't um Moxley did that with I think Jericho yes. a few years it, back. It was called the asylum match. It was match. called the asylum match. Yeah, but that yeah. was different. That was different. And that was, was called the asylum stupid. match. <laughs> they had to bitch the plan on one of the weapons. Like, come on now. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying. It was a crazy. That is true. They started that. So he sets the match up for for next week. Um, so next week's show is pretty stacked. It's stacked. It's stacked, stacked. from top to bottom. And you want to know the worst part about it? Santos Escobar. Hold on, we'll, we'll get to that. But the worst part about this whole thing is that NXT has set up a pay per view level show with one week's build. That's better than the Elimination Chamber, better than fucking the Rumble, mm-hmm. better, yeah. better than the main roster. It's crazy. And ladies and gentlemen, if you know me, you watch Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you know how bad I fucking think that WWE writing is. It's pretty bad. And you know that I couldn't stand NXT because of the 2.0 stupidness. But Shouldn't hey, even be called 2.0. I'm just going to say it. right now, 2.0 is kind of growing on me a little bit. I, I have a Oh. I mean, it, it's also interesting that they hinted out some of the they stuff have a lot the of Dusty characters. Cup, too, in this show. And this is supposed to be their quote-unquote go-home show for Vengeance Day, so. It, 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 it was their go-home show. A lot of matches. Um, okay, so there are a lot of matches that happened that were were, were built, building up to something good. 
But then there was a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll talk about that stupid shit in a minute. Um, but L.A. Knight. Yeah. Well, well, well we, we go backstage. Io Shirai and Zoe Starks are talking. They're talking about the, the women's Dusty Classic. Starks mentions that uh, Sarai, that, that Io Shirai needs a partner because you know Starks is so injured because she has a big knee brace on her and whatnot. And apparently, remember that like they like Io Shirai's gimmick is that she doesn't like anybody. And that she doesn't speak any good English and all this other shit. Well, she spoke pretty good English tonight. She was like, okay, sure, you're right. You're right. And then she was like, I, I have someone in mind. And she was like, Starks was like, well, tell me. No. And she just walks away. <laughs> so we find out who that person is at the end of the night. Because basically what, what Starks was saying is you need to find someone who's as crazy as you are. Crazy. Yeah. It, and lo and behold, it's too... Ah, heck with it. What? Let's screw it. Screw this. Why don't we just go right to it and say it? You got two batshit crazy, one British and one freaking Japanese woman going all mm-hmm. crazy. I absolutely love the fact that they have the longest reigning NXT UK champion with one of right. the best NXT champion women's right. champions. And I'm gonna say this right now because we haven't done predictions for the tournament for the women's side yet. I say I originally said it was going to be Caden and Casey, but now I've now I just seen like WWE writing, like you pointed out. Sometimes they're really <laughs> they just showed really you the match, they showed you the finals already. Yeah. They just showed you literally who is going to win it. So you have Raquel and Cara going to be it be in the end, and now you have Kaylee Ray and. EO. So you're already ha- show- telling us, well, EO and Kaylee Ray are going to win it. Exactly. It's the same thing they did a few years ago when they had Ciampa in there. It, they had Ciampa or somebody with him, somebody else saying like, oh, they were going to win the t- whole thing right off the bat until someone got hurt. Yeah. I mean, it happens. It happens. And speaking yeah. of it happening, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to bring on our boy Parrish, who uh, is mm-hmm. all about winning another champion. Um, in the professional wrestling Another game. Guess. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back after these commercial messages. Remember, AEW is tomorrow night. Yes. With the big surprise. Yes. Yes. Time to be get your hair cut you go get your hair cut right you head down to big d's barbershop big d's barbershop vancouver washington's best and brightest 1019 main street vancouver washington where you can go get your hair lined up cuts fades shampoos conditions and all the great things that go with supporting a local barbershop in a local business area you can also reach them online at www.bigdsbarbershop.com Go get your haircut right.
These are more than just the sounds of a safe place to go after school. These are the sounds of interest being ignited and of mentors making an impact. At Boys and Girls Clubs, we don't do just one thing. We do whatever it takes to meet the needs of every kid who comes through those doors. Because whatever it takes is what it takes to build great futures. Great futures start here. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? We got your boy Parrish on. Brother, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Man. Thanks for having me. It's nice to have another professional athlete on the show. Right. <laughs> What's up, bud? How you doing? I'm doing a lot better now. So, Parrish, I don't think you've met my boy Shane. Shane Husky is the man in the chair, so to speak. He is our guy. Nice to meet you. He's nice our guy that does all the fact-checking for us, although he hasn't fact-checked anything in the last couple of weeks. But, you know, it's too busy. I mean, there, so, so, yeah, literally, you, it sounded like from my end, you said you call, said he's fact-checking. So, I mean, <laughs> well, do you have a problem with fluffy this, people? Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I'm pretty hot and tempting. Those are throwbacks, <laughs> comments, and those are the only do not reflect those are brought to you before the podcast. Shane has been known to um, <clears throat> fat-shame. Um, once in a while on the show, so I have not. Out. You did it one time, Shane, and that's all it takes. So you mean to tell me when you don't see a big person doing a, a okay? So ladies and gentlemen, those are Shane's him, comments. His comments alone did not reflect those of BodySlam.net or the Roundtable Pro. I got, I got it from a Twitch streamer that I watch. New hey, Legacy hey. Inc. Don't watch hey, them. No, you can go Twitch yourself. How about that? Reality being determined by Twitch. Hey, can we put them in the corner? <laughs> can we put them in the corner and put them in oh, timeout for right now? Hey, oh, no. hey, I've learned something from Sean Ross Sapp. I'm now the great muter. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I can I can mute Shane whenever I feel like it. Um, so I wanted to say this while Parrish is on. You feeling a lot better with the whole thing that you've just gone through in life? Oh yeah, no. I mean, I got tested for positive. Uh, I tested positive for COVID last Wednesday. Um, oh, I even told my wife, I was like, if COVID was not a thing on Friday, I'd be going back to work. I'd be fine. It honestly did not hit me that hard. Trust me, I I feel you. I literally just got over it myself. Um, Eleven days of doing nothing but content, content, content. Because that's all I could do. <laughs> Couldn't leave my fucking house. <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling better though. Um, yeah. Shout out to you for you know. Hey, look at me, man. I'm, I mean, it's over and I'm still drinking orange juice like it's no tomorrow. I literally just went down like a four liter in like the last two days. Exactly. But I, 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 when I had it, I literally had um, simply orange, like huge jugs of it. Mm -hmm. I have um, like Costco. They have a what, something called DJ's Wholesale Club. Literally, yes. you would get, send a, like somebody to go get that stuff and everything. There it is. Oh, hell yeah. Hey. They, they you, you would literally see like a whole cap of airborne. I'm on, I was on some vitamin D deficiency medication that would be right next to it. You know, all these, it, it literally like looked like the vitamin cocktail. It's like, hi, we're having a party here and it's COVID. <laughs> were you in the credit card match? <laughs> right? Yeah, Shane, I knew that. Shane I was, was. setting up. Shane, Shane must be friends with Wendy Chu because uh, Shane got himself a PS5. That's right, Shane. Go fuck yourself. Right here. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I have an Xbox Series X upstairs. Hey, man, I, I, I got the PS5 for, for $400. Okay, I got this right here. 
Hey, hey, yeah. I just I literally just had looked at my trophy case and I have six championships in my trophy case now. Six. I have yeah, but Julian has the round table podcast no. title at his house. No, that's Nobody. not Julian. Nobody. That's not Julian. No. Nobody. No. Your boy the franchise has it in his trophy case. Yes, sir. And I have <laughs> I just I have spent the nothing. weekend with Julian in California. He was at my show and he brought really? it to me. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> so I, yeah. the champ is here, buddy. That's right. Um, and I have nothing. I have no title. Well, I'm just here. Why don't we? <laughs> make, well, we'll keep doing this and talk about NXT more. But why don't we have some fun with this whole idea of the elimination chamber? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Gross. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but LA Knight versus Sanga. Yeah. Okay. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like what? I was watching when I heard that name. I feel like I was. A little a version of me, like a eight or nine year old kid watching Street Fighter, or ten year old version of me, <laughs> we're watching Street Fighter in here. Sunga, and be like, waiting for like Tiger uppercut or something like that coming out of nowhere. I know that's just not right to say, but I mean, come on, man. Man, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I, I like the fact that that uh, that Grayson Waller wanna. It, Wola is so ridiculously stupid. <laughs> He's like a Australian version of The Rock, but just not as talented when it comes to like the promos and everything. Um, that they, they keep talking about this whole this whole um, restraining order gimmick. Now, let's let let me explain to you how restraining order works. If I have a restraining order on throwback, that means. You wow. can't come within, let's say, 500 feet of me, right? What'd you do? But that also means that I can't come within 500 feet of you. I can't. So I, I, guess, can't... I guess Chicago is in the middle point between both of us. <laughs> well, well, but you get what I'm saying. Like, like I, I, I can't go to you and be like, ha ha, look at me, look at me, ha ha ha, and touching you. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I can't even have Shane call you and talk shit to you because if Shane calls you and talks shit to you, <laughs> well, I, you can't I really get in trouble. That. Well, you can't really do that on the restraining order. No, really, you can't. Oh, damn! Shit. Like it's a it's a legally binding, like document stating that I can't have contact with you, and you can't have contact with me, even through third party persons. Wow. So the fact that he's going on TV and <laughs> saying I can lift it whenever I want to. No, a judge has to lift it for one, for two. If he has a temporary restraining order. You know, in my other in my other field of experiences before I became a professional wrestler, I know these things. Um, if 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 he goes on attacks, if Waller goes on attacks, um, LA Knight, Waller gets in trouble. Waller can't have his bodyguard attack LA Knight either. So the whole writing of this whole thing in is corners. stupid. Thanks. They're in a the it, corner. It's, it's stupid. So remember, I said that. Three out of the five matches were okay on the show. Yeah, this wasn't one of them. No, no. <laughs> LA Knight, LA Knight, LA Knight um, wins the match. Obviously, um, Waller gets up on the apron and takes off the turnbuckle. The referee sees him, and Sanga, he really needs to work on his footwork because he like literally almost tripped as he was running into the corner. When he goes to get panned, he puts his hands up like this, like he's going to push the guy off and doesn't push him off. So not only is his footwork bad, but his just in-ring just in ring work stinks. He's just a big guy 
that is just big. That's it. He's he's NXT he's NXT's version of Omos. He's just <laughs> he's just so big. That's it. So big. But the match was okay for what it was. It put over LA Knight. Um and, and now next week on their huge show, their big go, their big like tight, let's say typical pay-per-view, like a their big takeover event, so to speak. Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Their it big Valentine's Day takeover event. They're gonna have him get arrested. Like that's <laughs> their that, that's the end of their storyline. LA Knight's yeah. getting arrested. It, it it didn't really push any narrative at all into this, exactly. and it 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 didn't make any sense to begin with. It's like when they started this angle a couple of weeks ago with the whole thing of you know restraining order, restraining order, you know. Come on, WWE past history when it comes to restraining orders, it it really. I like the profile pick of the mean. It really you have to abide by the restraining order. Yeah. yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, they've done this whole writing style with this over in the past, and it look how it it ended within about three weeks, and I think there was only one in history in WWE. I think it was late 90s like austin and mcmahon where you're like austin had to stay away mcmahon for certain reason and stuff and they let that play out and everything until like a major pay-per-view or something like that but this is just it's a train wreck already happening and we're just sitting there watching not to touch each other before the the for the pay-per-view what do you think about this parish about the whole thing about grayson and this whole restraining order thing I think good workers know how to make chicken shit work. And I say that based on the Otis, Gable, Orton, Riddle stuff. Because they make spelling bees work. They make stupid quizzes work. They made a scooter race good just because they're entertaining. That's what these guys in NXT and the newer guys have to learn how to do. That's one of their biggest flaws is they have to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <clears throat> so they got a that's what I, th- I think is, is nice watching the NXT 2.0 now because they're kind of watching them like take those reps take those licks um, mm-hmm. it wasn't it's not the best idea if you can't have the talent doing it but at the same time the talent won't learn how to do it unless they are actually put in the position to do it True. so sometimes when you want to succeed you got to fail first Hey, at least, you know, you try, try again. I'm hoping that for some reason there's a payoff to this. And if if it doesn't lead to anything, at least have, like, Waller do something with AJ if, once AJ wins the U.S. title. You know, like, have Waller try to come in and I think cost AJ's him it or something like that. With NXT right now. Uh, it could be a possibility he's done now, but not for long term. No. Well, I know they were talking about it, and it's been like heavily speculated that LA Knight was going to be one of the people that showed up at the end of WrestleMania. So, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if LA Knight gets that big win just to close out the angle. Then, L- or, I mean, like, the nice thing about Grayson Waller is he's getting his heat and he's keeping what he's doing relevant by getting his heat. So, the nice thing is, is a lot of times WWE forces, and I think I find this in NXT more than the main roster, but they'll give the heel the win if you're setting somebody off. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Look what they did but, with Gargano. They had yeah, Waller come yeah. out and beat the shit out of him, you know? like, like And run him off completely. <laughs> but this is a guy, like, it doesn't matter if he loses because he's good enough to get his heat back by doing some of this dirty stuff. And yep. if he's able to do that, then they're just finding that long-term fix. What I think they need to do is they need to find a spot where he's actually comfortable in. Because right now it looks like when you were thrusting him into kind of a position with AJ Styles, he did not look that comfortable wrestling AJ Styles, in my opinion. No, he did not. AJ carried him so much. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing, like, when you're building a story with someone, like, for instance, <clears throat> this Sunday, I'm, I'm, I'm working a match with a guy for the North American Championship that is not on my level. I'm just going to call it what it is. He's not on my level. My job is to bring him up to my level. To make him look so good that yeah. the next person he faces that is on my level will be like, okay, so now this guy is ready for the big time. But the guy that I'm facing has to be able to step up to that and actually work that work that style so he can get to that level. Grayson Waller, Grayson Waller was nowhere near AJ Styles's. And AJ can do all he can, AJ can do everything. AJ can. can carry anybody. That, he can do that, all the heavy lifting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he can do all the heavy lifting, but the pro- the problem is, all this heavy lifting that he's doing, isn't going to help anyone else if they can't yeah. help themselves. Like my like my point is like Grayson Waller looked comfortable doing all that stuff outside of the ma- the match, right? Um, I find that he is basically a borderline second coming of Alex Riley. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If he's gonna do the fucking dance, dude, I'm done. If he no, does no, no, dance, I'm gonna be like, I'm out. Oh, oh, you're talking about Alex. Are oh, you talking about um the Miz's old party, yeah. Alex Riley? Yeah, yeah. Right. You're thinking Alex Wright from WCW. Yeah. Come on, yeah, the theme song by Downstate. Like, come on now. But because I didn't think Alex Riley, when he was brought up with the Miz out out of that season was that great in the ring, but he was really good on the other stuff, like knowing how to help someone. Like, and I yeah. think, I think that's kind of his niche right now until he learns how to do that. He and was I a think, good psychic. I think mm-hmm. if he was to be put in with somebody kind of like him is who's better, well-rounded and more complete in both of those things, that's where you're going to see the steady incline and growth for Grayson Waller. Not him as his own act, but as a sidekick. That's why, like, it'd be very, very interesting to see. And I know you'll get to him later, but with the guy that came down from the main roster, that's a great guy that I would pair him up with. Okay, I'm mean, that's our next. That's the next segment. But I will tell you this right now: when I saw that, and I saw the partner that he paired off with, I literally took my wallet out of my pocket and said. Here at WWE, take <laughs> my money. <laughs> okay, and and I, fucking, I was like, "Take my money, please." And the, okay? the reason why I said that, all right? Hey, the reason why I said that is because that's a dream match. Like those two guys. Remember why I said about bringing someone up to your level? Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta say this right now. Dolph Ziggler is the man. Dolph Ziggler has been a guy that has yes, carried has. so many people. Yes, he has and made so many people look so good. Yes, he has. And, and look, even him losing, and I we we talked about this a lot on on the raw review and stuff like that. But um, it is historically known that Natalia is the putover queen of the WWE. 
Natalia is what they she she is the measuring stick for the WWE women's division. And I say that in all respect because she has had 599 consecutive losses to Naomi. The most losses in in in, in the history of professional wrestling. Go Google it ladies and gentlemen, you'll find out. It's true. Naomi has lost more times to, I mean, I mean, Naomi's beaten Natalia so many times that it's like a world record. Okay, but Naomi doesn't look. I mean, but but Natalia doesn't look diminished in any one of those losses because she's putting someone in a position to where now they're going to be elevated. She, look what she's doing with uh, um, oh, yeah. Aaliyah. Same thing. She's elevating that oh, chick yeah. and she's giving her, you know, lost to her in third. Thir- 31.7 seconds or something like that, or 3.17 seconds. Like it literally takes that long for the ref to get out and count three. Okay. So she's putting people over. Dolph Ziggler is the same way. Dolph yeah. Ziggler is the guy that, okay, we're gonna we're gonna push this guy to the world title. Let's uh let's put him in a in a feud with uh, Dolph Ziggler. Let's see how he can work. Jamie Noble was that guy for a while. If you go to a WWE tryout, Jamie Noble was the guy you had to work with. Scotty Too Hotty was the guy you had to work with in order to get you got yeah. past them, then you're freaking good. And if they don't like you, Hardcore Holly was the guy. Hardcore Holly, yeah, exactly. Don't like you. Hardcore Holly needs to kill you, and you get past him, then you're hey, Brad, how do you like go, her now? Go smash this guy real quick. Um, but so tonight we had the, in my opinion, the funniest segment of the whole night, <laughs> and it was funny because of one person, Braun Breaker's comment. So Santos Escobar is in the ring with Legado de Fantasma. There's a table. It's contract signing, ladies and gentlemen. WWE is notorious for these contract signings. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. So Braun Breaker comes down and he gets in the ring and says the funniest shit in the history of professional wrestling. <laughs> he says, Well, there's a table here, and we all know how these contract signings go. So why don't we just push the shit to the side <laughs> and just go? <laughs> I was like that right there just showed self-awareness right there. The yeah. writers actually said some, wrote something into a script that was funny. Yes. Because they basically See, would do like the coexisting. They basically I've seen McIntyre playing. do that before too. It was just but, funny that like he I, said that like that too. I feel like the the creativeness understands that nobody buys them. And instead of just mm-hmm. being on like the end of the like on the other side of the coin and being smart and not do them, they're just gonna like make fun of their own segments. Because it's not going to be funny to other people if we do it first. Exactly. But, I mean, here's a better idea. Just don't fucking do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here's the problem yeah. with that. We can say that all day long. Just don't fucking do it. But guess what yeah. they're going to do? They're going to keep do doing it. it. <laughs> keep, keep doing it. Doing it. Over and, and over again. It. Like missionary. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, so, hey, so Brown Breakers out there, and they're basically going over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're basically good. They're basically going over, you know, everything in es- and Escobar. <laughs> Escobar says, <laughs> while Escobar's people like guy. Paul Heyman are calling you the future of WWE, just shooting the shit. Like, wow. Then, you know, Breaker, he's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm plotting while while they're calling you the future of the WWE, I'm plotting ways to end your career. And wow. As soon as he says that, Dolph Ziggler's music hits, and everyone's like, yep. what? Like the crowd is like, holy shit. Like I I I'm typed on. I was typing on Twitter. Up. I was typing on Twitter. I'm like, okay, da 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 da. Wait, uh, Dolph Ziggler? What? <laughs> right. So, Dolph Ziggler comes. 
Dolph Ziggler shows up in NXT, and boom, he gets he comes in, he sits down at the table, and Dolph Ziggler just commits to to just shoot the shit. Yeah. And everything that Dolph said was true, of course, because he's Dolph Ziggler. But as he's talking, more music ha- hits. More. And, of course, it's the daddy of NXT, as he calls himself. Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso. Now, they, they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The fact that he pulled up a chair and sat next to him, and sat face to face with Ziggler and was talking to Ziggler. I was so, like, like, don't get me wrong. I was so fucking excited. Like, oh. I felt like Shane was a ball of blue chew. I was excited. And it, it was just the simple fact that, like, I had dreamed of a match like this. Can you imagine? Tommaso Ciampa versus Dolph Ziggler. Two dudes to go out there and they bust their ass and they make their opponents look like a million bucks every time. Dolph Ziggler versus Santos Escobar. Come no. on, man. That's, that, no, that's be okay. but Dolph Ziggler versus Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, that right there to me, like I said, give, take my money. I am here for that. that, that NXT just won a new fan over within me. If they put that, if they make a program out of that, it, it's going to be an awesome match when they do do that. That might be something where they is a possibility. I'm just going to throw this out there for, if we're, we're looking at. You know, after Elimination Chamber and stuff like that, that I wouldn't be shocked that like we're already predicting that the NXT title is going to be on either night one or two at WrestleMania. I wouldn't mind it. If they keep it off stand and deliver, then that would make sense. You could actually have the NXT champion work double duty that weekend. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if you see Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler on a Mania card. For that belt at some point, because that way they get the match that Ziggler and Breaker, but you throw Champa in there, and there you go. There's a whole That's story a in there between right them. There. I mean, you might as well add Santos in there if you're doing that, though, shouldn't you? Well, and that's the thing because you got Santos versus Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship, then you got Dolph Ziggler versus Tommaso Champa. Now, what fans were chanting. We're four-way, four-way. Four-way. Can you imagine a four-way? Yes. With Santos, fucking Breaker, and then you throw in Dolph Ziggler, and you throw in... Um, uh, um, Champa? You know, Champa? Like, dude, that take my money. Exactly. And just because you're not doing anything with him on Raw, why not have Bobby Roode come in and help Ziggler? Or something like that, right? Yes. And like no. how how no. how much better would it be for Breaker moving forward if he had guys like Ziggler and Rude to work with and establish himself even more so as the guy in NXT 2.0? Ooh, the dirty well, dogs against Imperium. Here's the thing, though. Like, here's the thing, and this is I I don't want Robert Rude to go back to NXT for one reason. If he goes Glory. back to NXT, he doesn't need Dolph Ziggler anymore. Like, dude, he goes back there straight up glorious. It's gonna no, be over. Like, you like know it, the Ric Flair of NXT permanently, though, right? And like, you know, they're gonna do like maybe a couple months or. I would want to realize. Yeah, we actually do know how to use tag teams for like a week. 
I would want him there permanently. That's the problem. Because you put the, you put him back there, dude. He, as much as I'm going to probably throw some heat on Twitter, so don't at me. Fuck it, at me on Twitter. I don't care. Yeah, do it. Yeah, Twitter's right. so positive anyway, you need to get some negativity in there. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but, but seriously, man, like, like, dude, if Dolph Ziggler goes down to NXT, NXT that's great. But if Robert Rue goes down there, Robert Rue is the fucking Ric Flair of NXT, bro. Well, Robert Rue versus Santos Escobar, that's money all day. Yes. Just just money all day. Now, if you brought Santos Escobar, Robert Rue, Dolph Ziggler, Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker, and let's say Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin. That would increase the 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 marketability of NXT's men's division. You know, mm-hmm. you know what you do with Shell Menderman if you bring him down to NXT 2.0? Make him the gold standard. You have him work Carmelo yeah. Hayes. <gasps> oh, bro! Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be so good. Oh, Benjamin. man. Carme- Carmelo <laughs> called himself the A champion, shooting his shot. He never misses. He needs a That's okay. Because uh, Shell Menderman is the gold standard. Yeah. <laughs> But imagine mm. those two together in any f- faucet. Like that's that's good. Carmelo Hayes has his sidekick along with him. He needs Shell needs to bring Cedric. Hell, I'll even throw a name that would be interesting to go back down to NXT since we're putting these names: Ricochet and Carmelo. Oh yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I would love to see that match. Yeah. You know who'd be a great guy to actually go and work with Carmelo? But you kind of have to bring him back as a face, Sammy Zayn. Oh my God, dude! Sammy Zayn. Sammy's, that's look, that's Sammy's a god. Okay, let's just. I, I don't like the way WWE is. Dude, just, all Canadians are god. Come on. Well, I mean, of course. True. I mean, you know, we'll, True. Come on, man. Um, <sighs> our girls beat you the other day, so. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But the thing about it is, is that Damn. this is the miracle on ice jersey. So I mean, hey, I'll yeah. take the miracle on ice. Well, we don't even this. know for sure that because you guys playing hockey is a miracle on ice. That that jersey says that, that jersey was a miracle on ice, but that game the other night wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so so this whole thing ends Love with these guys back. brawling. And it, like like the boot that he fucking gave, <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa booted the shit out of Ziggler. I need to like watch this clip on YouTube for the Ziggler part. He, he literally landed awkwardly too. He literally just went right through ropes, and all of a sudden right you just see ropes. his head go right down. <laughs> Ciampa's going right after him, and then all of a sudden, just like no one's paying attention to what's happening in the ring. They're all paying attention to Ciampa. And, and I will Ziggler. tell you this. Just like Santos, just like Braun Breaker said, it always ends in a table break. But Legado mm-hmm. de Fantasma put him through the table. But, the, but does Dolph Ziggler know Steiner math? Not even Steiner's no Steiner math. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody Apparently. graduated college knows Steiner math. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so then we have Saray versus Dakota Kai. Okay, now. Dakota Kai. I love Saray. I want to say this that. right. Natty is the work uh, is the measuring stick in on the main roster. Dakota now is becoming that in NXT for the yeah, women's division. Yeah, she is. Um, the fact that Saray, 
If Bailey okay. needs a sidekick, by the way, on the, on the main roster, Dakota Kai is that perfect yes. person. Yeah. I, yes. I, I, She's I the antagonist. <laughs> I think Dakota and Alexa, the way their characters are, where Dakota's like hearing voices in her head and she's questioning everything and you know those segments with Alexa and stuff like that the way they're heading towards it I wouldn't be surprised you see both of them working with each other at some point that'd be very interesting Roman Reigns could say for the guys that he's on god mode but Alexa Bliss is in god mode when she works she is heads and tails better at playing a character than any other female in professional wrestling people can at me on that one Bro, do you see how she broke you, down and cried? Like she main evented a mania feud by herself with Randy. Yes, Orton. she did. Right? Yes, she did. yes. Alexa Bliss, the goddess. But I mean, it is like that's that's even here nor there. We know good wrestling. <laughs> we know good wrestling. Um, I'm gonna vote for Loki. Um, <coughs> Saray. The WWE has this thing about racial insensitivity. I'm just gonna call it what it is. Racial insensitivity. Because yeah, not all black wrestlers rap, not all black wrestlers dance, shuck and jive, and all that other shit. Right? So not all white wrestlers who are bald or skin are skinheads or prison inmates. It's also un- social equ- social inequality with them too, because of the fact exactly. that, look, look, and I'm gonna say this being an Irish guy. I mean, think about it. You're gonna have an Irish bar fight, and you're gonna make the assumption all Irish people fight in bars. Or you guys are all well, I mean, alcoholics. I'm from Boston, but yeah. Okay. If you're an alcoholic, you're admitting the problem. I've never met an Irishman who admitted they had a drinking problem. There it is. There it is. So yep. the point I'm making about the whole racial... I don't have a drinking problem. I got it pretty solved out or figured out, all right? <laughs> about the racial insensitivity. <laughs> so they have an Asian lady. They have an Asian lady <sighs> who dresses like a Sailor anime you know, girl with her pigtails and her, her school girl outfit. The typical anime stuff that you yes. see in the she's typical walking, anime. She's oh. walking through the, the corridor and she's wearing her thing. <laughs> and then she's like, hee hee hee. And she has this little sun medallion. And then she comes through and yeah. all of a sudden she's like this fucking sun warrior. You know? Is this a segment sponsored by Pornhub, by the way? It, mu- <laughs> it must be. It must be. It's not 9 o'clock. <laughs> I mean... It, it's, it's not as hey, it's past nine o'clock where they are, so it is what it is. Sure. Um, yeah, well, it's not a throwback. It's a throwback, guess. Um, so the point I'm making 10. is, yeah, it, it, it's it's stupid that they have to do these these racial insensitive like gimmicks because they like, oh, well, this, well, she's an Asian, so obviously we should make her do this, or or she's Hispanic, so we should make her a drug yeah, dealer or a Mexican really gangster, or he's black, a, he should be a rapper. Or a I have dancer. a question before we go any further with that. When she was not signed with the WWE, was she doing this the same gimmick? No, no. I I've never seen her stuff before WWE, so I'm just asking. She was a she was a Joshi. She wasn't doing the sun goddess, or you know, I'm a. I'm a sun sun queen, or I'm a ninja warrior, or you know, nothing stupid like that. But you know, it, yeah, you know, she comes here and they make her a fucking sun goddess. Yeah, this is just some <laughs> Sailor Moon BS. There it yeah. is. That's all I was trying to think. Sailor Moon. I okay, I so that not that long ago. <laughs> yeah, so she's so now she's Sailor Moon. 
minus the kick, kick, you know, um, she's Chun Li or whatever the fuck you want to call her from Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. But this shit, that's it's stupid. But she's a great wrestler. She comes out and she has a very, very great match. You know, her and Dakota Kai tore it up. Um, I need when, to watch you know, it. and Sarai wins. Sarai wins, and once again. We're going to the racial insensitivity of the WWE. Because after this match, we have a promo of Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams at a barbershop. Chilling at a barbershop. Big D's barbershop? No, not Big D's barbershop. Okay. And he's talking about he's going on his third date with Ollie J, which was, was the rapper that was there a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, and there's, you know, they're in a the barbershop, you know, shooting, talking, you know, this, this, and this, and this, and they're throwing all these buzzwords around how hot and hip they are and how lit everything is, blah, blah, blah. And then they start talking about Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Right. So here, here's where the racial insens- insensitivity takes a high to the next level. So you got four black guys in a barbershop, right? And they're just talking about how, oh, man, I shoot my shot. I'm this, I'm that, blah, blah, blah. And they're playing like a highlight video of everything he's done, blah, 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 right? Then he's like, man, look on Twitter, man. Just one fool, just one fool on Twitter, man. He's saying that Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes got a chance of beating you, bro. Blah, blah, blah. And then one white guy in the barbershop is like, well, I do think he has a, a chance of beating you. Then they're like, yo, is that your boy? <laughs> like just a random ass dude in the barbershop. Is that your boy? Right? Oh, he don't know nothing. Blah, blah, blah. Right? So because Cameron Grimes is a white guy. And the one white guy in the barbershop is putting over Cameron Grimes. You're going to throw some, like the whole racial insensitivity in there again. Like, it's like, dude, it's Black History Month. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, the whole Can thing I just was ridiculous. something, though? If you're in a room in a very unaware area that you don't know anything about, and all you see is black guys, that's a white guy. You're scared for your life. You need a white friend just to be True statement. True statement. <laughs> I, I, I want to point out something too because of the Makes social sense. the social it be thing like that, that, but it is the social issue on Grimes's part because of the fact that that wide shot panning out to where he's walking through the trailer park and you're just like, Come on, he's a lot smarter than you think he is. And then mm-hmm. you're just like trying to make him like you know, a stereotypical southern male that literally lived in a trailer park. It's almost like next thing you know, you're gonna have Jeff Dunham with Bubba J walking around next to exactly the cranky and some shit. (laughs) And it's just like Jeff Dunham. Do you guys want to hear something factual though? I like Jeff Dunham. He trademarked the name Walter. That is why WWE changes Walter's name when he comes in the United States because they cannot trademark the name Walter in the United States. Oh wow. So now that he's actually in the United States working with WWE, that explains the name change now because Jeff Dunham actually trained. Okay. That's some shit. Shout out to Jeff Dunham. So we know who to blame. Just (laughs) now we can maybe stop the hate on the Gunther thing because I think that the artist himself actually some same name, probably not in the in the last name, but. But, but I, as long as he has got there, it's okay. Yeah, no, but, I found that tidbit out. But I think it's it. just you know, it, like you're saying about the Carmelo Hayes, you know, skit. I think the same thing goes with Grimes, where it's just like you're pulling back on something, where it's just like, um, have you ever watched 
the show and this is at least it's 11 o'clock at night uh sex education on netflix <laughs> no yeah i help wrote it actually it has uh it holds what you can't do because it hurts i but i no. have not uh, <laughs> it, it's on netflix and it has julian anderson on there and um one of the characters is her name's mave that literally lives in a trailer park but she's the smartest person on the entire show so like it it's one of those things it's like it's the same thing i can equate to that where it's like grimes is the smartest person in the room and doesn't get credit for it but yeah they're doing this whole skit with him to be walking through a trailer park yep exactly that's what i'm saying like it's 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 ridiculous the way they do this shit um so i'm not totally over it so then we go to a new vignette for Nikita Lyons. Okay. Uh, now, now look, I'm gonna say this right now. Coming soon. This sounds like a better fo- uh, name than the Washington Commanders, though. But but she has been getting so much heat from the black community. Why? Because the WWE got rid of Hit Row. Yeah. And then they brought in a white woman to do this to do. Gimmick what hit rose gimmick was yeah, she now, did that i know personally already. i personally know nikita lyons i per- yeah like, she's a good was friend on the of mine. show before she's been on the podcast a lot um don't give she, her name bro, her her name is faith okay when she her you can find her on twitter at real faith, faith DJ. DJ. she's a singer yes she's a boxer she's a martial artist she's an actress and she's a generally good fucking person she is so the gimmick that they gave her about being in the entertainment world, dude, she's legitly in the entertainment world. She really like, is. I've I played listen to her one baby, of her songs and she's good. I played her baby you video on this podcast on, on the Roundtable Pearlson podcast it was hundreds good. of times. Like she is a legit singer. She went before she went to try out the WWE, the WWE trial in Vegas, before she got signed by Triple H. Before she wouldn't did that, she wrestled for wild superstars. She also worked for Floyd Mayweather's boxing gym. Where she wow. trained boxers. Wow. She's a legit martial artist. Like she's so everything that you see on that thing where she's doing, like the martial arts and the fighting and, and the singing and all this stuff like that, that's that was her. She wasn't just plucked that's out of obscurity her. and made into like a group. It's not you know? actual like WWE makes up stuff that's not even true, but that's actually her. But mm-hmm. the whole backstory about her parents, her mom being a groupie. No, her mom and dad are not groupies, and her dad was in the entertainment industry. They're nice people. Um, she's probably watching the podcast right now, so shout out to you, Faithy J. Um, I'm sorry, Nikita Lyons. Um, oh, the yeah, point is, the point is, she is a she is a great worker, and I'm glad to see she's coming to NXT soon. She's been on 205 Live. Let's hope she does there. actually come soon, and none of your another of your Mahan. No, she's not like Mahan. Um, so <laughs> oh, let me you go mean backstage. where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah. We go backstage to Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, who are backstage with Caden Carter, another friend of the channel, and Casey Catanzaro. Um, they basically have a date for Valentine's Day next week. I don't care about this. Like this whole <laughs> this this segment that took five minutes was a waste of five minutes of NXT's time. Give me Wendy yeah, Chu on top of the locker again. Come on. <laughs> okay, that okay. Look, anything with Wendy Chu, I love Wendy Chu. Karen Q, awesome. Over. The fact that Dakota Kai was stealing her shit when she came back after <laughs> she came back from the ring, she's in her bags going through her shit. That was funny. Um, anyway, um, so then we get to the semifinals for the men's Dusty Classic. 
MSK versus Malik Blade and Edris Anofre, otherwise known as BBC. That's right. BBC. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Another great name made by the WWE <laughs> team. Um, nice. This match... Well, I was, don't think they could use BBC. Oh, they, yeah. they, they made it mean <laughs> something like like Big Brothers Champions or something. I don't know. It was some weird shit, but they kind of say what it really means because PG. Mm-hmm. What's the guy's actual first name? I can what's say it? what BBC means. What what's <laughs> the guy's actual first name? Malik Blade and Edges Anofre. No, no, no. But like the guy that is BBC, what's his actual no, no, that's the tag real name? No, no, but what is actual, like, real name, though? Oh, real name. Big and beautiful girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's not 9 p.m. here in the United States, so we can't I mean, you do know that if you went to WWE with the name Carl, they're going to be like, ah, you're hot Carl now. Or like from the walking dead. You're hot Carl. (laughs) You're a big Carl combo. Carl. You're the hot Carl. We're going to give you British accents and basically call you the BBC and give you a television camera also. (laughs) (laughs) You other dude, you're going to walk in with the British flag and a cup of tea. That's right. You're going to spill it like you're in Boston. Right there. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) A tea party. Um, hey, so <laughs> you could literally call the finisher the one lump real good two. Canadian band, by the way, is the tea party. I will put that one over. That's funny. Do like a uh, 3D, call it the one lump or two. Man, man, it has seven arms and sucks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, so this, this, this right here, honestly, I gotta say. This match was a lot better a lot than I better. thought it was going to be. Right? It was really good. Like, in my opinion, the wrong team won. I mean, Idris and Ofre, I'm sorry. Let, let's just, look, look, BBC versus MSK. I honestly think BBC should have won. I feel weird saying that. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to add this, though. There is there's BBC always for the win. And throwback, you're going to get this reference a lot because you're a fan of the team that has won back-to-back Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But I I like it when a team is trying to like when Edge won the King of the Ring and he had to beat the winner of last year's to do it. I like it because it's like that added. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. And yeah. last year's winners were MSK, so now it's like okay, if if you want to be the next uh, Dusty Cup winners, you got to beat the team, right? So it, it's kind of like I like that. Role. I've always liked that story because it, it really makes the team look good when they had a, all that stupid stuff they did with Riddle. I mean, it was entertaining, but, you know. Bro. But I don't know. Like, I like it because they're going to make the Creed brothers look really good. My God. But I'm gonna tell you right now, they made a no fray and fucking blade, uh, blade look real good. Like this tag team match mm-hmm. was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, this was like a, and I hate to say this because like I don't like Alex Shelley, but this was like Motor City Machine Guns Bucks match. So coming out party for Malik Blade and uh, yes, partner. Like yeah, no fray, yeah. they should have won because they, they, really they it was a really good match, and I would like to see another team elevate it. You know, to the Dusty Cup final because the Dusty Cup final, or the Dusty Cup is was built around. Building new stars. Dusty Rhodes 
totally was all about building new stars. So, and, they will, and they will when the Creed brothers beat MSK. Yeah, the Creed brothers. I, I will say this about the Creed brothers. I like their I like their gimmick of being like these super like super fucking awesome amateur wrestlers that are just tossing people like salads at fucking Olive Garden. I get it. Olive Garden. Um, but I don't think that I don't think that uh, I don't think they should win because they are like like I don't want MSK to win because. Because they are we're, gonna, we're yeah. gonna get a replay of replay of last year. Yeah. They're gonna face Imperium for the tag team belts. Isn't that whatever. the whole point of this whole journey for MSK and everything? Well, the whole journey for MSK is whatever. Um but if if Blade and Nofrey would have won, then they could have fought the Creed brothers, and that would have been like two brand new teams in the Dusty Cup finals. It would have been like two like four new stars maybe. Future tag team. If they had an Ofrey and Malik Blade against, say, like the grizzled young veterans in the finals in one, they would have looked mm-hmm. like a million bucks by doing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Grizzled young veterans is great. I love Those that. guys should just get moved up because they're getting no love on NXT 2.0. Exactly. Those I'm guys a, are. Man. I'm afraid for them on the main roster, though. They're, like, they're so good. Like, I, I put them in Revival, now FTR. Wow. Thing. Like, I think they're I, that good. Honestly, I agree. Yeah. They're they're literally like like you know you know how this is tag team of NXT tag team product, and I'm not talking like, about NXT. I want to see them against the Usos. I want to see them against the New Day. Oh. I would oh. love to see them in Gable and Otis, mm-hmm. who I think are vastly underrated as a tag team. Right now, they're my favorite tag team overall. And Chad Gable is like every time I see him, Thank he you. reminds me more and more and Kurt more Angle. of Kurt Angle. Yep, and it's just. <laughs> I like, think- Shush. <laughs> 4.0 grade average. Thank you. Shush. No, you, 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 speaking of that Alphabet Academy, they should bring like Chad, you, and combine them and call it the Alpha Chad. Oh my God, no. no my daughter hates Chads. <laughs> Just no, literally like have like literally Chad Gable and the other dude from Chad, you'd be like, it's a teachable moment. <laughs> Man, <laughs> no, Chad, Chad, Chad Gable should team up with Adam Page and they should be called the Hanging Chads. <laughs> hanging Chads, wow, seriously, like, great. Think about, think about that for one second. Think about that for one second. You said they're the best tag team in NXT. I 1000% agree with you. Mm-hmm. 1,599% agree with you because the Vingrets vets are, are man, like they're world travel. They're, they're, they know how to make the worst of worst teams look like a million bucks. And they, can, talk- they can, and they can work any style. Yes, they can. I, when I when I said earlier about like you know how to make bad things look good like the chicken mm-hmm. chi- and chicken salad this is a team that knows how to do that and that's why you see them being put in these scenarios why because they're good enough to make it work this is an example of how to make a what on paper could be a bad uh-huh. idea if you don't have the talent to do it look bad but these are the talents that can make it work now it, then you kind of go back to that's why we can go back to the 
uh, Waller stuff, and he's just not there yet. So you see a, almost the difference. I, I will say this much. This could be the renaissance of tag team wrestling in WWE right now if they keep going the way it is and they bring some of these up. Give the New Day fresh opponents, the Usos yes. fresh opponents, stuff like that, but keep it relevant, keep it fresh, keep it going like they're doing it in NXT right now. Please, WWE, listen to this plea. If they you're do. going to go back and bring your basis of tag team wrestling like you did in the Attitude Era, in the early years of WWE, in the 80s, in the early 90s, you keep it like this because this is going to make people want to watch tag team wrestling and not throw people and split them apart and mix and match them you know alpha academy versus grizzle young veterans alpha oh. academy versus msk msk versus rk bro like have oh. little turn heel on them i mean there's so many good i feel ideas. bad for pot stores for that match <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's so many good Excited. ideas for matches for tag team wrestling. And, and, like, yeah. and we haven't even talked about like guys like Tyler Bate and uh, Trent Seven, who are phenomenal. Are we haven't even talked about Imperium, who actually are really good too. Yeah, yeah. They are. like that's oh, not my God, God, yes. And then, so many then, tag the, team then there's also yeah. you know like the oh, Gallus, who I think are I so underrated. Love Gallus, Gallus is great. <laughs> And then Pretty Deadly are actually quite an entertaining tag team over in the UK. I was surprised that they won the NXT UK Tag Team Champions. They lost them, but yeah, they're good. But yeah, no, like I agree. Like the tag division in the in NXT seems to be the one thing that there's always positive things to say about, which is weird because that's one thing you can't overly say all the time about raw and smackdown no but with nxt there's always a pretty solid tag team division and for that i very much thank you <laughs> i mean it, it it makes perfect sense because eventually what will happen is, is that these talents will end up on the main roster whether it's the brand splits there or not but eventually you you want to have these great matches and i mean aew's depth at a tag team is absurdly amazing yeah but i would want to see a company like this that has more flexibility to have let's say the revival versus let's say now rk bro if that was the case if they were still on a contract just have so many of these different style matches msk versus the revival or grizzly young veterans or something like that and now, I, with the way NXT 2.0 is, I think it's just like that aha moment. We need these teams to help further along content and, or, and then just solely depend on men wrestling and women's five-minute matches and stuff like that. You know, you need a well-rounded show. So this is what they're giving with us, and I would, be, I would love to see. That's why I'm roster. saying bring down Rude. Dirty Dogs and NXT would be a little nice to watch. Have them be the actual glorious show off because one is glorious and one Dude, is Dude, that would be so off. awesome. Yeah. I've been saying this forever with these guys. Make them the glorious show off. Actual entrance music mashup between them. My God. That would be awesome. <laughs> 
No, that would be glorious. The glorious show-offs. Yep. I've been saying that as a tag team for years, ever since uh, Ruin and Ziggler became a tag team. Not the Dirty Dogs, that's not in my mind. (laughs) No, but at the the same time, too, I like the fact that they're not combining two, because if they were to split and go off on their own, then they have their own thing to go back to. So that's kind of why I don't mind the, the new thing. And WB kind of really like pounds sand when it comes down to like mashing all the time because they're too lazy to come up with something better than eh, we should just mix this all the time. They don't have the legendary Jim Johnson over there to the, make the thing. The guy song. deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He really does. Like honestly, if it wasn't for <laughs> him, we want to have the Undertaker theme song, Triple H's and theme song. I'm also gonna just say this: he follows me on Twitter. Just put him in the Hall of Fame. No, I'm jealous. Yes. Jim Johnson following I'm a little jelly too. Huh. I'm a little jelly yeah. too. That's okay. That's like Rosa Falls. Outside family. of like Warren Moon, and the Jim Rosa Johnson Falls is like too. my favorite Twitter follower. Man. So let's let's talk about this classic. The match was over. MSK wins. Um, but I think MSK made a star out of Team BBC. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, they did. I, I think you're looking at uh, the matchup for next year, them being in the Dusty Cup for next year, and possibly if Imperium's not the title holders at that point, probably going against us like MSK at some point down the line if they have the belts, if they bring up Imperium with uh, Gunther up there, which I wouldn't be shocked after the Monday night after Raw they would do that. I say have Imperium be the teams to take the title off Roman and do so's Gibby Bloodline Imperium. Oh, do it. Wow. Oh. Gun- Imagine if Gunther's the guy that takes and breaks the championship brain for oh, Roman Reigns. You gave me an I, idea. Please not God, let that happen. And it gives it to a, a, a new Bro, face. I could just imagine Roman fucking putting that chest that chest protector back on. I'm right. Like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> they, a lot of people uh, would have been flipping through on YouTube all day because, well, you know, doing work and stuff and ha- being on break here and there. Sometimes they, there's people believing that they're going to pull the trigger and give Goldberg it, and then till like a couple of weeks before Mania, and then pull that trigger on that. I I think that's the most reckless idea ever to put out in the universe. I've I hate this Goldberg. Point. I really hate him. I don't like them. Just have. like Shayna Baszler dating guys, it will never happen. Wow. She said, man. Um, <laughs> here's the thing that really annoys me about this whole Goldberg thing. And yeah. I'm just going to say this before we get to the main event for the show. Goldberg, go, the WWE, I say this every week. I have five reasons the WWE why I think is it's stupid. a good idea, by the way. The WWE is stupid. They think the fans mm-hmm. are stupid. You guys are all stupid. And I'm gonna tell you why I think it really does. Other people will be like, "No, why have why have Sami Zayn win a number one contendership to the Intercontinental Title just to have a contenders match the following week? Um, Why have the why have AJ Styles beat cleanly the United States Champion on Raw just to have him in the Elimination Chamber for the World Title, and have Kevin Owens beat the United States Champion three weeks ago, setting up a three week push that just got stopped." Without putting him in a match for the United States Championship, right? Why have 
all of these guys doing these championship contenders matches when you, if you are the number one contender, just give a fucking guy a title shot. Yeah. Well, they're they're doing a the title match next week on Raw. They are. I yeah. it. Well, yeah, they're doing the title match for for the United States title on Raw next yeah. week with AJ. But what about Kevin Owens who? Won the match. He should, he should be added in the EC chamber. Like Kevin Owens, I have a feeling that's where they're going, though. Well, Kevin like, Owens is the number one for the United States that. title, so why have him there? Why I have... almost, I almost guarantee you that they do something where they end up taking Riddle out and putting KO in. Oh man, <laughs> they should take out. I mean, honestly, man, they need to take out um, Austin um, Theory. Austin Theory. And I okay. Before we go any further. I think Austin Theory should pin AJ Styles and face AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yes. AJ actually asked for a match like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pinned, cleanly pinned uh, Kevin Owens. I mean, let's solve that right if, there. If, you, if we're talking about putting over a new guy, AJ Styles can do Austin this with Theory. a loss that does not affect him because he's AJ freaking Styles. And yeah, Austin exactly. Theory is a future of the WWE. Mr. Austin Sam. Theory is so good. He's yeah. great. He's, he's great. my boy. You but here's the thing about the Elimination Chamber, and this is why like, we decided not to do Predictions Warfare because it's so predictable. Like, yeah. This, 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 this Elimination dollars. Chamber, if, if Goldberg wins the Universal Championship in, in Jeddah, that just totally throws away all the story storylines that they've been writing for weeks between and, 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 and someone said it long. someone said it and it made a lot of sense lost to Bobby. No, he didn't lose to Bobby. Lesnar lost to Bobby. Oh well, yeah. We're talking we're talking about fucking Goldberg, not Lesnar. Goldberg. Um Goldberg won't lose to anybody. He did Goldberg it with is, the fiend. Goldberg he is lost the guy who destroys gimmicks. Like he destroyed the fiend gimmick. Goldberg Went out there. Goldberg and, lost against McIntyre, also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Also, Goldberg about. flat out stated that he didn't think he should have gone over, but it, it's it's ultimately not his call. Dude, in his contract, it states that he is to win X amount of championships before his career is done. He ain't going to win a single thing. one left. Like, he's, he's not going to win another And he has a rule saying that he, has, uh, he can go over. Of Vince McMahon's choice, I bet you he faces Big E at Mania. You know, that would be great. Uh, I don't want to talk about Big E though, because my heart hurts for Big E. Yeah, Big E, poor guy. Like, like Big E is the only person that got traded back to SmackDown with no fanfare. Like, None. Do do guys drafted to Raw? They 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 literally went and broke the New Day up to bring just him to back. send him right back down there. Didn't even say shit. Just like, oh, by the way, next week the new day, Big E and Kofi Kingston. I'm like, on SmackDown. And then Kofi, and then Big E's like, I'm officially back on SmackDown. You just officially got traded. The brand split needs to just stop because, like, you just oh, got yeah. traded. It like just have it's like it's like Aaron Rodgers and tag. It's like Aaron Rodgers being a Green Bay Packer, and you know, everyone's <laughs> like, oh man, Aaron Rodgers is going to go to San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers goes to San Francisco for a day and it goes back to Green Bay. Really? Why do all that? That's a that's 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 bad. That's really awful writing. That's what that is. It's also if, bad business. If I was a professional athlete and I knew I can mess with fans like that, I totally do it. I mean, I fuck yeah. I, I, I mean, totally do it. 
We are heels. Everyone's just in Ohio like this weekend. Everyone's like, oh my god, he's going to Cleveland. I mean, they'll be like until AJ Hawks like, no, he went to my child's basketball game and he was. They took a photo with him with because he was sat by my wife. So he oh just shot it all down. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the? Uh, who was it? They were talking about. Uh, fuck. He, he was. He's an NXT guy, and he was hanging out with an Impact Wrestling person, and they took a picture together. And it was like, oh, it's like, oh, uh, Shane. Shane took a picture with Throwback. Oh, Shane now is part of Wiki Crazy Podcast. He left. He left Body Slam. He left, he left oh, the round table no. for that. Like because they took a picture together. Yeah, it was so Didn't AJ just flat out cool. say like on a, I think it was like a with an interview with Ryan Sand. He's like, yeah, all my best friends work at AEW. Exactly. And then he yeah. just signs a, like a new deal with WWE. It's like, I, I mean, I get it because of the money, but you know. And if there's one sort of fan base you can mess with that kind of deserve it because they're entitled at times, it's pro wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Oh my god, I found it funny. I found it hilarious that they did that shit. Vince McMahon um, thinks you're all dummies. Yeah, because Vince McMahon thinks everybody's a fucking idiot, dude. And people, <laughs> it's like a like 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 I said before, it's like an abusive relationship. Like, yeah, I hope, I hope to Vince God McMahon's Shane McMahon's at AEW. My brother, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so the main event, by the way, was really good. <laughs> We were getting off track a little bit. Surprisingly, it, it really was. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that it was going against the clock, and I was looking at it the was, clock, and it was nine fifty-five uh, here on the East Coast, and I'm like, "Oh, they're gonna go over the time are. limit." It went super, and, quick they, and it seems like they've done it the last three weeks. They've gone over the time limit that USA usually allows, or well, it's sci-fi, but still, I can. It's still USA though. I think that this match was was really good. It was the right person won, um, and she won because of like the whole interference. Like you knew when they were like, oh, because they were brawling in the in the, in the uh, they were brawling in the back, and they got they all got sent out of the building. You knew the the fact that they brought that up. You knew something was going to happen. I, I'll be honest with you. I knew Mandy was going to win once I looked at that clock. Because if they were literally serious, giving a really good match between these these guys, like these ladies, it it would have been a lot longer than it was. Like it, the whole show ended around what ten ten Eastern Standard Time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you went what ten minutes in a match when this match could have gone at least another five to ten. I mean. It's I know it's NXT, but this is one of those matches for some people who are the casual fans that are just like these is like a dream match. Two really good wrestlers, performers, and stuff uh, going at it in NXT. But it if it, you knew there were going to be chicanery or slash ah uh, shenanigans, shenanigans, um, <laughs> kicking off when. They literally were gonna freaking go lights out at you know ten o'clock originally, and there was five minutes left on it. Well, we all knew, like you said, we knew there were gonna be shenanigans. We knew it. There was no if ands or buts about it. Um, the thing that the What's thing that, that made restaurant's name shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah. Shenanigans. <laughs> What's the um, movie? Just go with it. Waiting, waiting, and Super Trooper. Um. 
but yeah, um, the, <laughs> I just watched Waiting the other day. <laughs> um, I think that Toxic Attraction is going to be champions in AEW, I mean, AEW, NXT for a long Run time. Run company, not tomorrow. Um, the reason why is because, you know, Mandy's so hot. JC Jane and, 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 uh, um, and Gigi Dolan, they are headed for a major tag team feud with uh, Persia and uh, Andy Hartwell. But here's the thing. Persia and Andy Hartwell, they, they're having a little bit of drama between them, too, because of um, what's his name? Um, Duke. Duke Hudson is friends with Andy Hartwell. And, you know, she's supposed to be married to Dexter Loomis. And Persia is already jealous of Dexter. So now that this whole thing when 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 uh, earlier in the earlier in the night um, they were doing an interview with um, what's his name Duke. with Duke Hudson and he totally was like Duke. oh yeah by the way good luck next week Andy like totally left out her partner you know so they're playing the whole Australian the Australian gimmick up like I think they're gonna form an Australian an Australian fucking like group well you do cool. love freaking faction warfare. Gang warfare, baby. Yeah. Gang warfare. You need warfare. them if you want to do war games still, right? War games. They can't do war games ever again because William Regal's not there. <gasps> what if William Regal shines with AEW tomorrow? We all know it's going to be Keith Lee, but I'm just saying. Um, it would be Back awesome. In the glory, damn it. I'm it's Bray Wyatt. Newly married. Stop it, Purge. Stop it. Do not do, not do that. Do not do that. <laughs> damn it. Now I gotta mute you too. Damn it! <laughs> Look, Bray Shane Wyatt has been Shane has been pitching Bray Wyatt for when ever done that has a grain of my genius. Okay, uh-huh. it could also be Killer Cross though. We don't oh, know. I don't it could be, be both. It could be everybody. Who knows? Okay, it could so... be Barry freaking Horowitz for all we know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just <laughs> let us just say this, right? It it's probably going to be Keith Lee tomorrow night, and on top of that is because they're literally they Matthew literally Corey. stayed local after they're married uh, after they got married over the weekend. So it's not like they're in like some vacation area uh, and stuff. Mia did uh, her Twitch uh, stream. Twitch stream what earlier today so i mean it you know it i wouldn't be shocked that you know keith's gonna be there and me is right behind okay so here's the thing they okay so this tony tony khan is a smart man because he uses social media better than anyone else be it good or bad mm-hmm. um tony khan if tony khan was smart which you all know he is Tomorrow night on Dynamite. What, what are you talking about? Tony Khan's an idiot. Tomorrow night on Dynamite, he's going to announce Keith Lee as the new signee for two reasons. One, he's smart because he listens to his fans. Yes. yes. Yeah. He what, to his fans. what are you talking about? Don't but here's the thing Keith Lee is one of the top black wrestlers, currently a free agent. Tony Khan would not be stupid listen, enough to get Keith Lee. Listen, Tony Khan. Would hire Keith Lee. Keith Lee is one of the top black wrestlers as a free agent right now. Yes, it is, is Black History Month. Who cares if yes, he's it black? Is. He's just one of the best wrestlers on the free yes. agency. Hear, but hear me out, though. Black. Hear me out. But hear yes. me out. Hear me out. He will hire Keith Lee for two, three reasons. One, Keith Lee is an amazing wrestler. We all know that. Yeah, I know. But Keith Lee has been vocal. He's very vocal on on social media. He is a top tier black wrestler. That's a free yes, agent. Yes, he is. It is Black History Month, okay? And after the swole incident, 
Tony Khan is getting so much heat. That's why Tony Khan's not always the smartest guy. Bro, think about <laughs> it. Think about it. You know, if 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 people were complaining about one thing, Tony Khan's one of those guys who's like, yo, I listen, I got my ear to the streets. Unlike the WWE, I got my ear to the streets. I know what the fans want, and I'm gonna give the fans AEW is fan service. Fans want this, fans get it. Unlike Vince, who doesn't give you that, like and, you people... and what do you mean? Like everyone wants to see CM Punk word. versus <laughs> everyone wants to see CM Punk face MJF. So what they do? They did CM Mwah. Punk versus MJF in Chicago, and then they swerved everybody by having CM Punk not lose once, but twice. Twice mm-hmm. in Chicago. I predicted he was going to lose. The WWE, the WWE, they always have this thing about guys losing in their own hometown. And he it's did been that like a joke. Once. It's been like a joke. Like, yeah, if you're the WWE, you're losing your hometown. AEW was like, we're gonna make sure all our guys win in their hometown. So everyone was like, Punk's winning, Punk's winning, Punk's winning. Swerve, Punk Swerve. Lost. Right? And just when you thought that, oh, they restarted the match, Punk lost again. That right there was a stroke of genius. What they did with Mandy Rose tonight by having Kaylee Ray be the forever champion. Coming into this like the forever champion, you know they they pushed that several times. Kaylee Ray is over the five hundred days. Over five hundred days, she's gonna beat. She, I look for her to win the title tonight, and then she lost. Kaylee Ray lost to Mandy Rose, who they've been pushing as oh she's so sexy, oh she's so hot, oh she's doing photo shoots in the pool with her belt. Like they've been pushing the fact that she's so hot. That that's it. Oh my god. I just saw something that just threw my mind away, guys. What? Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman return to the WWE. You're lying. I think you're lying on that. Proof or it doesn't happen. And rumors video with some news regarding former AEW World Trophy. I'm Tammy, and I'm commercial. And I'm I, I mean, I'll send you guys a link, but is having a problem building up. has great financial backing, but following Ronda Rousey's play on television segment on SmackDown with Charlotte, we superstar, and some feel Ronda has been sure with those two rumored returns being Braun Strowman and the fiend Bray Wyatt who were shockingly among the releases from WWE last year in 2021. Apparently while many of the releases from WWE last year were essentially permanent and done as a way to save some money with WWE feeling most of these talents were no big loss to the company we have been told that both the fiend Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman were considered temporary releases and big name superstars that would likely be brought back to the company in the future when Vince McMahon actually has plans for them, which was not the case when Strowman and Wyatt. So here's the thing about that. Think about that for a second. Why do you think Bray Wyatt hasn't signed anywhere? Why do you think Braun Strowman hasn't signed anywhere? Isn't he in a faction with Karrion Cross and the EC3 and the Freedom okay, Narrative? Yeah, but they're on the indies. They're on the indies doing that. Freedom Narrative is not a wrestling company. Hmm. Also, if Vince comes in and be like, you guys want a million bucks? And they're like, yeah, we do. Well, yeah, well, well Braun Strowman <laughs> was making was making $4 million a year. 
She contract. And you know, Bray was making, making way more than that. And if you guys listen to the investor call, the WWE is a hundred million dollars in the good. Mm-hmm. They're one. They they're one billion dollars in the good, it? but they have a hundred million dollars of tax free money. Who do you tax think owns the name The Fiend? It ain't Bray Wyatt. That's no. a WWE trademark. And because of that, Bray Wyatt or uh, artist Wyndham known Rotunda. as Bray Wyatt. Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, he's using that name because he's trying to get into movies. Yeah, or well, I'll tell you this that, that's a shocking story for another day. I'm going to investigate that before we report it on this podcast. Like, um, so would it, re- it really shock people that they went back to where they chose that they didn't really want to leave? Like, it's not like both those guys wanted to go from WWE in the first place. And Bray Wyatt is a WWE guy, like, like when they're he really didn't work, he didn't work the Indies, he was like one of those guys no. that was like Brett and WWE, <laughs> Braun Strowman, you know. Was a power lifter, a strong man. He wasn't a wrestler before that, so he's a WWE guy too. So I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, good good luck to them both. Um, <clears throat> but what? before we go, I gotta plug some things real quick for the show, for the podcast. Um, I know, throwback. You're on the you're on the Twitch channel. Talk about the Twitch channel. Yeah, I want to. We want to get this up and running and get it proper because of the fact that there's so much we got. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can scrounge some cash and get and get the WWE 2K game coming out um, and try to play some of that a little bit. You know, maybe get a pa- talk, parish on and stuff and we can talk about sports and wrestling and a little bit here and there. We w- I want to get that, you know, bodyslam.net Twitch channel up and running perfectly um alongside with the wicked crazy pinfalls twitch channel too because you know with what works with one works with the other kind of idea so i mean it's gonna be fun when we get this all up and running it's gonna be bodyslam.net kind of idea (laughs) so um i mean other than that we got a lot of stuff coming up anyways this week so you know, you've got your stuff with the post shows coming up this week and Wicked Crazy Pinfalls will be on Thursday at eight o'clock. You know, if you want to come by, say hi and just chill out with us every Thursday night. And then I'm usually always here on Tuesdays. So um, I'll be able to do a lot more stuff when I go on vacation at the end of the month. So that will be fun. Uh what about you, Paris? What you got coming up, my man? Well, now that I'm COVID free, I'm back to back to work. I'm back to defending this beautiful championship this Saturday night. It's pretty. That's uh, well, a pretty belt. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's not going anywhere, so don't get a little. <laughs> but don't don't let your eyes fool you that it's available or anything. No, no, no. It's like a taking gal. Hey, my uh, man, you're part of the CLCKs. So as long as you hold a championship, I got your back, brother. Balls out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, no, no. So I got that. And then, of, of course, Sunday's the Super Bowl. So who's not enjoying that? So, I mean, I'm hopefully I get to see Joe Burrow win a Super Bowl. That would be pretty pretty cool shout out to sean ross that man freaking his bangles are in there yeah look, I, uh, look, you know what shout out to sean ross Sapp's bangles okay the bangles yeah they made it to the super bowl but you know what i ain't happy 
I'm not happy. I was in Los Angeles, California last weekend. And the hotel that I've stayed in had all the Rams players in the hotel. Wow. And do you know the NFL experience was going on in my hotel? No. And I couldn't go down to the bar. I couldn't get breakfast because all those damn NFL players that weren't Green Bay Packers were down there just taking up (laughs) all the room. (laughs) <laughs> then you should get mad at the Rams, not the Bengals. Yeah, you know what? I'm I'm proud of the Rams because for the first time in oh, the whole yeah. history of the NFL, the home team is hosting the Super Bowl. It was last year the too. The Bucks won it at home. Yeah, no, it wasn't last year, was it? It was yeah. Tampa Bay. This is the Tampa second Bay year. Was really? Tampa Bay. Well, yeah. Shut my mouth. Fuck the Rams. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and if they would have beat the damn 49ers a month ago, then the, my team would have been in the green so game. so they let's just say this so much. <laughs> someone someone went back uh the last five last five or six Super Bowls, and whoever won the coin flip at this thing, so like you know how everybody's like betting money on this stuff. Oh man, lost the Super Bowl. I'm I'm about I'm about oh. to shoot some real knowledge to you guys real quick. It's about to be real bad. Okay, I'm about to say this to it, and it's gonna like probably get some heat, but I don't care. <gasps> Football is staged. Well, yeah. What? Look, what do you no, think the Rams made the Super Bowl against the Patriots? No, I'm gonna lay it out for you, conspiracy theorists out there. Sammy Zane, where you at? Get some hacks. Seven remember, Super Bowls. Come on. Remember when? <laughs> They had that. They had that. Uh, okay, remember when when the World Trade Center thing happened? Everyone was all about being Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. Who won the Super Bowl that year? The Patriots. Tom Brady. Remember when Louisiana had that horrible, horrible storm that totally just wrecked the whole country? Who won the Super Bowl that year? The Saints. No, we didn't win it that year. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Go back and look. Katrina was it in twenty ten? No. Go back and look. Go back and look. I'm telling you. The Saints won the Super Bowl that year. Then, remember when a certain quarterback was going to retire from the NFL? <laughs> yeah. Who won the Super Bowl that year? Hey, the Saints did not win last year when Bruce retired, all right? Shh. Don't need to bring up bad things. <laughs> not How that dare guy. you? Oh, How dare man. you? Look, look, look. <laughs> So, so whatever, whatever, something huge is happening, like this whole thing with the Rams. The Rams are in the Super Bowl. They're in L.A. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. I'll, I'll put money on it. I bet you have one Canadian dollar. Exactly. One the whole Canadian. We um, also call them a loony because we have to be different. Yes. Yes. Um, so let's get down to paying some bills real quick before we go. This Can show was brought to you by Biosam.net. Um, you can find us all on www.biosam.net if you want to find out all the news, all the cool stuff. If you want to be one of those people that watch this show, you want to help support people on this show. If you want to be like that, mm. <clears throat> you can donate to biosam.net oh, hell yeah. to keep the website going mm. so we can continue to bring you a wide and entertaining variety of pro wrestling. And now for MMA related content. I'm sure all you do too. Simply go to www.slamchats. Say it one more time. www.slamchats.com. Mm. That doesn't go there. 
That's what she said. That just sounds wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here on another exciting installment of NXT 2.0 review here on Biosam.net. For your boy Throwback, for the man in the chair, Shane Husky, for the champ with the most straps, that right there, you boy, the franchise player. And that dude right there, your short short championship again, sir. Not that one. Short short championship, Mr. Parrish. For the man. Oh, I gotta use two hands because it's so heavy. Oh, and yeah. black right there. There's your boy Paris. And we are here every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We are here seven days a week to entertain the masses. See you tomorrow, so, gentlemen. We're gonna be reviewing podcasts. Say what? We're gonna be reviewing impact now since we're here like seven days Shut a your week. Pie loser. We will see you next <laughs> we will see you guys tomorrow night live on the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast <laughs> when we have Grapsody's Phil Lindsay joining yes. us as we talk about AEW. Yes. Peace.